0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold,
1: SNR. It's a
2: Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. If you are a regular around these parts, a P1 as we call them in the business, you know about this time every single week we go to the phone lines. Our good friend of the show, Mr. Brian Backo, covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Backo, how are we doing today, buddy? Thanks for taking the time as always.
0: Oh, great. Big shouts to all the, uh, what do you call them, P1s out there?
2: Yeah, P1s. <laughs> you know what that stands for in radio? Preference 1, you know, meaning that, that this the, the show is your first preference.
0: Yeah, well, then i definitely shout out to those people. I like them. That's who we're rocking with.
2: That's exactly.
0: And if show is preference 2 for you, I mean, hey, get with the program.
2: P2 is pretty good. You know, it's, it feels like it's one of those antiquated terms cuz I think it originated from, you know, when people would have like the preferences in their car for the uh, radio, you know, your one, your two, oh, yeah, your three. Okay. Your four, like whatever your P1 was, you know, your your preference hmm. one, that's it's some old some old school radio jargon. We're learning something new every single day. Uh, Mr. Backo, injury report yesterday. Obviously, Wednesday, kind of the first day that you start really um, putting some stock into those things and then more so this afternoon as well, too. Uh, another DNP for Joe Hayden. Uh, you know what they say. It's you, you, when you assume, right? As Arthur Motes says, you always get it right. But but the real, you know, you, you make a a donkey out of you and me. But is it, man, is it is it safe to assume that Joe Hayden is probably going to miss what would be his fifth straight week for the Steelers?
0: Um, I'm not going to assume that just yet, especially with a guy like Joe who's a vet and he's been getting limited work throughout the week and still play. Now, I've been saying that the last two or three weeks, uh, I guess this, this mid-foot sprain is turning out to be a lot worse than, than they initially thought. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to rule him out yet. You'd, you'd really like to see him practicing after a long week, but um, you know maybe that will help him in the long run, get, get back to full health here. So could have been worse, though, to have DNPs for some of these other very important players on the defense, and maybe guys are healing up ever so slightly uh, thanks to the Thursday night game.
1: Now, sticking with the injury report, we see T.J. Watt is up here as a limited participant with the groin injury. Um, how are you feeling about that? Are uh, you a little bit more nervous just based on how Thursday night went, or is this a little bit more status quo in terms of being earlier in the week for him?
0: No, I think that's a good sign. I mean, you look back at some of the previous weeks when he was dealing with stuff. He was uh, not really out there on Wednesdays. So it tells me that uh, he's he's trending in the right direction to even be limited on Wednesday. Of course, he'd, he'd prefer a full, but uh, what are you going to do? He's, he's been banged up all year. And uh, somebody who, you know, I'm sure that short week was not easy on a lot of these guys, but especially somebody like him whose motor runs so hot. And is uh, playing a you know, vicious position, so uh, good that he's back. Limited. Uh, I, I like the way he's trending. Even when TJ's been out at times this year, they have not been long-term absences. Uh, you, know, you look at some of the time he's missed, and maybe you can wonder, speculate, should they have been longer term, and would have gotten healthier. But at least for now, there there ain't much wiggle room, as you boys know. You, you got to be uh, all hands on deck right now, and with with basically amounts to a postseason game the rest of the way.
2: Mr. Backo, you know, speaking of all hands on deck, um, man, we really saw, you know, Mike Tomlin turning over those stones on Thursday night, I think particularly at the linebacker positions. Were you surprised to see guys like Buddy Johnson, who, you know, haven't even gotten helmets at some points this season, guys like like Marcus Allen, who we've barely seen, barely talked about, uh, getting some significant snaps on Thursday night? Or do you think, you know what, when the guys who are out there are, are not getting it done, when they're... Leaving a lot to be desired as, as consistently and as commonly as they are, that's just what you get in the National Football League. Where did you kind of come down? Were you Wait surprised by that, or did you think it was time for that? I
1: thought he was just getting reps. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, that was uh, oh. that was a weird a weird answer from Devin boys. One, one of one of several from him yeah. on Monday. But you know you know most knows it's it's not easy to be in those.
2: Very, situation. True. very, true. Oh, hold on now. Moats has never been in those situations. He was an all
1: pro performer about that. every single week. Baby. Come on, I would never know anything about that. Everybody's just getting
0: Actually, reps. You know, Wes is kind of right about that. Moats never was in a situation where you're on Zoom and uh, you know, you're looking at- <laughs> boom. see,
1: you're actually right. I, I have never been on Zoom with the media scrum. I'm a part of the old school where you got to talk in person. Whereas right. fi- 50 of them little, not even, they, I don't even think they were just using the uh, little handheld voice recorder mm-hmm. things back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Some people
0: might have had like the big answering machine looking thing,
1: too. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: As we get off the rails. That's more, here. that's more of a statement on the Steelers Media uh, core average, uh, yes. age than yeah. how long ago Boats was playing. But <laughs> yeah. But you surprised,
2: um, surprised at all that turnover on Thursday? Yeah, um, I, I wasn't so surprised by Marcus Allen. I mean, he, he's
0: a guy who's gotten NFL snaps uh, on defense in the past. And, you know, he, he, he brings some different uh, skills to the position than Schilbert and Bush. But uh, I was really surprised by Buddy Johnson. You know, people have been asking me in my chats and, and mailbags posted that website, like, why not give this guy a hat and see what he can do? I'm, I'm like, you know, he's not even... You, know, you got to prove your your worth on special teams first yes. a lot of the times in this organization, and he's not even getting that for most of the season. He's not even active, but lately with Robert Spillane down, you know they've they've gotten him in there and involved on special teams a little bit, and that does mean that you can play worst comes to worst on defense, and uh, and that was the worst on Thursday night that uh, that first half performance especially, but even just uh, in totality, trying to stop the run was
1: was a miserable
0: effort from a lot of those guys and you know it's, it's tricky sometimes to evaluate is it is it on the d line up front is it on the the second level and, and it was some of both but you've, you've pretty much run out of bodies uh on the d line so it was kind of logical to to try to make a change get a spark at an inside linebacker it kind of reminded me of you know, that old coaching move in basketball when your guys, your starters aren't playing well. You just do a, hmm. a full
1: Pull them, them all out. Yes. out.
0: Put, yep, put the, the next five in. Send a message. I was always a, yeah, I was always a fan of that. Um, and maybe you get a spark from the guys you put in, and at the very least, you know, send a message to the guys that you sat down. So uh, I don't blame blame Mike Tomlin for making that move, and maybe we will see. More of Buddy Johnson here if guys don't pick it up.
1: Well, and I was just going to ask you that. Um, In terms of potentially seeing more of him, is that something that you would like, or is that something that you would hopefully this goes away and we get Devin to grow and Schobert to grow and play in the way that we would like? Or, Like you said, because some people have been very optimistic about Buddy since he was drafted, and they've been pushing and wanting to see him out there on a more permanent basis. So I just wanted to know where you came down on those lines.
0: Where I come down is, what do you have to lose? at this point i mean maybe you're going to sacrifice some some pass coverage but uh it's it's not like devin bush has been the best coverage linebacker either um buddy johnson's rep coming out of of a and m was more of a thumper type. he's he's going to help you stop the run and he's going to have to learn kind of what it's like to cover tight ends and stuff at this level but right now it's what's ailing you is is what made him uh, you know, an all-SEC type guy at that level, so I uh, would not at all mind to see uh, that stone turned over a little bit more. Although it's, it's going to be a little bit of a numbers crunch with Robert Blaine apparently back healthy, so who knows if, if Buddy even uh, even dresses on game days because you know, you've got to make some decisions there for the Steelers. So, I guess I'd put it that way. Whether it's uh, whether it's forty-five or, or forty-one, uh, I just need some new blood. In there, some guys who are going to get their hands dirty, stick their head in the pile. You know that is uh, Robert Blaine's MO each and every week. So uh, I'm all for it right now uh, against some teams. that You know, the Titans, I guess you could still call them a great running team. Hmm. They don't have their great running back, but you know that's what they want to do. So in that scenario, uh, you, you better be ready to fight fire with fire.
2: Ooh. Mr. Backo, he's bringing the fire. No question. As always with us here. Brian, one thing that's been a big topic of of conversation, I think, since Thursday, and and maybe, honestly, it's something that that rears its head from time to time. It did even so last year. The idea of, okay, well, this offense is at their best when they're, you know, however you want to label it. Hurry up, no huddle, right? When, When Ben's drawing things up in the dirt, backyard, football style. It seems, though, like we always have these same conversations. Why not give Ben more autonomy out there to do it how he wants but that's just that's just not as as simple as it sounds right that's just not possible over the course of a, a 60 minute game but is there maybe is there anything in your mind that they could do differently to try and avoid some of these slow starts anything stand out to you in that regard
0: yeah I mean I think at least giving that a shot right off the bat isn't, isn't a bad idea whether like you said what I mean if you want to call it no huddle. That seems to be a little bit of a touchy term to use. Right. They
2: the shut that down real quick.
0: Yeah. Initially, it was. Oh, was even Ben himself saying it's more of a two-minute offense than a no huddle. And then when I asked Mike Tomlin about it a couple of weeks ago, if maybe they found something, he said it was more just tempo uh, on, on second and third down against the Ravens. So hey, it's uh, maybe it's six in one hand, half dozen the other. But either way, you're, you're getting at the same thing. Uh, one mode of operation is, is working late in games. Another mode of operation is not working early in games. You know, there's circumstantial factors at, at play there. I mean, everybody uh, around the Steelers' offense, I'll give them credit, you know, they're pretty much admitting that you know <laughs> when we're getting our brains beat in, it's a lot easier to move the ball in the second half because the other team is trying to get out of stadium. But uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of that, uh, you know, we'll call it, up-tempo offense in the first half just to try to get, maybe even the first drive, just to try to get something going. And you're right, you can't do it all the time. You know, we, we saw the way the wheels fell off last year when things got a little bit too reliant on uh, on playground ball. So I think that was part of the reason for making a change at offensive coordinator to be a little bit more structured, be a little bit more detailed in, in your plan. And yet uh, that's not really yielding results right now for Matt Canada. company so uh, similar to my my thoughts on making some personnel changes defensively you know your back's against the wall right now what what do you have to lose you're you're on the outside looking in at the playoff picture and sometimes drastic times call for drastic measures
1: now I did want to ask you something Um, going back to Thursday night's game obviously at the end of the game Chase had his situation and uh, since then we've heard Coach Tomlin speak on it we've heard some of the other players speak on it Ben has talked about it Right now, what do you feel like the status is, though, with him mentally with this team in terms of, do you think they've moved on from it? Do you feel like this is something that could potentially linger? Like, how do you see this thing playing out?
0: It doesn't really seem like it lingers throughout this week. I mean, everybody has treated it pretty carefully, I think, and rightfully so. I mean, when you've got a guy who's really physically talented and has been productive for you, I mean, let's not forget how good Chase Claypool mm-hmm. was as a rookie looks like uh, an absolute star in the making for this team. And if, if he does some stuff that is not, not, you know, not good for winning, not good for, for culture in the building. I don't think you want to continue to push that guy away with, um, with tough love. I think you got to, you got to try to do what you can to sort of bring him back into it and, and make him feel good about himself. Again, I'm sure he's not been feeling good about himself for the last week. And, you know, Part of that is you know, you've got to be able to bounce back and be mentally tough at, at this level, and, and I think he can be. But you don't want this to spiral and, and go even worse. So uh, you, you've got to find ways to, to keep that guy, keep him right in between the ears. And you know, I, I just—he's you know, human. He's a human who's been making a lot of mistakes. But uh, let's not act like this—this uh, this was the biggest gap ever in the playoffs or the Super Bowl or right. something. <laughs> uh, it's something you can come back from. The eternal optimist in me thinks he, he can and, and he will, uh, but he is going to have to go and, and show and prove uh, on Sundays. And if, and if something like this were to happen again, fellas, um, you know, he, he does he, – you've got to be on real thin ice because at that yeah. point you'd be asking, what's, what's going on with him? Does this guy want to be here? Can he help us
1: uh, well, because, with what he's like this? And I know that was kind of where I was alluding to because you fi- you got to toe that fine line of – tough love, but at the same time, I know you have to worry about the emotional aspect in terms of him staying mentally checked in versus checking out, but you also don't want to enable. And we've seen yeah. throughout our time here, I'm, Now you pro- you weren't here during this time, but obviously with, uh, with AB, right. I mean, it got to that. Now, granted, the productivity was a lot higher, and obviously the money was a lot more, and that all played into the circumstance of him getting to where he got to in terms of some of his Behind the scenes situations, but with Claypool, I mean, is that something that they should be concerned about going forward? Though,
0: I, I think every every guy's different, and everybody's going to respond to coaching in a different way. I mean, this this is pretty standard stuff, right? Whether you're coaching the NFL or you're coaching grade school basketball, some players they they need, they want, they thrive on that tough coaching. Getting cued out will challenge them. To be better and play better. Other guys, you got to be positive zones all the time. You know what I mean? You got to be Mr. Pick them up when, when they're feeling down. And, and only Mike Tomlin and, and those guys know where Chase Claypool falls on that spectrum, right? So uh, that, that's that's going to be the, the delicate dance. And, and like you said, most of the balance with that. Um, I think one of the, the kind of key differences here is. You know, with A.B., uh, a lot of the transgressions were, were off the field and in some right. cases <laughs> very far off the field. I mean, Claypool's had a little bit of that. I mean, you, you get into the uh, the bar fight or whatever it was this off season, but for the most part, you know, he said, he said some silly stuff, but a lot of that can be overlooked when you're winning. And uh, th- this one at the end of the game was, was more of a, a mental error in-game. Um, A.B. didn't have too much of that, so... I think it takes a little bit of a a different delicate touch with this. And, you know, hey, I'll tip my cap to Ben. He could have been kind of gruff about it when he spoke yesterday, but uh, I think he pretty much said the the right things and and that he thinks Chase Claypool's going to go out there and give it everything he has this week in practice. And, you know, it goes without saying that he'll do the same uh, on Sundays. He's never struck me, guys, as someone who doesn't play hard or drift or coast. If anything, he plays too hard sometimes so uh that i guess in, in a sense is a good problem to have
2: mr backo before i ask you for your prediction uh just one or two quick christmas hitters here all right no explanation yeah. just answer best christmas cookie
0: cool um,
2: any anything with like a peppermint
0: chocolate in there i, oh, I don't really necessarily want that's to screw peppermint bark but i need mm-hmm. some mint in my christmas cookie
2: best christmas song please come home for christmas
1: by who? Anthony
0: Hamilton
2: version.
1: Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay.
2: And favorite Christmas movie? It's A Wonderful Life. My, my, wife man, this guy is vintage it because it's an oldie. It's, it's, it's black and white. Life. It's long. This guy's but, vintage. Uh, wow. I'll
0: sit there. I'll sit there myself and, and watch that. Uh, a couple vintage, Brian. Wow. Wow.
2: I love it. All right, buddy. Before we let you go, be Holly and Jolly out there. At practice. What's your prediction for Sunday?
0: Well. Like I said last week, guys, with, with the way the, these Steelers are playing recently, you might as well just flip a coin for your win-loss result. That worked for me last week, taking the Vikings. <laughs> um, how did I do in comparison, by the way?
2: <laughs> you, you, guys- the, uh, you were the only one who won last week, Mr. Backo. So oh, now, your, now is your time to gloat. All righty. Uh, I, I
0: won't, I won't gloat. That <laughs> one very easily could have gone the other way. Um, so I flipped the coin again this week, and uh, I'm taking the home team. Just when you think that uh, the wheels Ooh. are falling off this this club responds so i think it's going to be another close one back and forth could go either way but i'll say steelers 24 titans 21 and as a sailor guy it's the only
2: time i'm picking against titans all right there he is, Mm-mm-mm. Brian Backo. You know, I drove through his lovely township of Shaler today ah, on my way to work because I had to run yes. some errands on Route 8, so just bombed down that way into the city in over 28. Mr. Backo, great stuff as always, buddy. Uh, just to give you a heads up, Moats and I, we took Wednesday and Thursday off of next week along with the company holiday on Friday. So just Monday, Tuesday next week, so uh, we will not be here next week. So Merry Christmas to you, your wife, uh, your to son, Jens. to Yinz, yes. and, uh, and we'll talk to you post-holiday.
0: Yes, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, guys! I'll uh, I'll text in my predictions.
2: <laughs> there we go. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll keep everybody honest. Thanks, buddy, as always for your time. There he goes, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Love catching up with that guy as always. He's flipping the script, going with the Steelers. I, know. I
1: like it. I like it. You know it. what? The
2: one thing, the one thing you could say about that Brian Backo, when it comes to his predictions. Yeah. I mean, he's he's always very honest. He's going like to keep on your toes, man. He'll pick the Steelers to win. He'll pick the Steelers to lose. He'll pick the Steelers to get blown out. He's he's not trying to do the homer thing. He, not at all. He legitimately tells you how he feels with his picks. Hey, you know what they say about him. He does not do cap. He does not do cap.
1: Yep.
2: Backo on the board, 24-21 Steelers, he says, for Sunday, what could be Ben Roethlisberger's last non-prime time game at Heinz Field, his last Sunday game at Heinz Field. Uh, Backo has the Steelers... Uh, going victorious before Vic- the Christmas Vic- holiday. Victorious. Obviously, Moti and I will give you our predictions tomorrow. We will take tomorrow. yours on Twitter tomorrow as well, too. When we do all of our typical Friday hijinks, yeah, so don't be
1: sending them in there today because we're now reading them today. All right,
2: <laughs> but Motes, uh for the rest of this segment, I figured we could finish our our scouting of the Titans with three things Thursday. Now on to our dislikes, our bah humbug section. Uh-oh. Hey, hey, hey. Portion here of the uh,
1: of the segment. Well, how would you like to proceed with these? Uh you know, activities right here. Do you, you like me dis- to continue going first? I would first? like
2: you to go first. Yeah, because, okay. you know, when, when it's Moats' host Wednesday and mm-hmm. you team me up on some of these things, you let me go first always. Absolutely. So I yeah, like absolutely. to return the favor. Arthur Moats, your number one humbug, your number one dislike of the yeah. Tennessee Titans. Uh,
1: this is simple, man. They have limited X factors. Um, I'm talking about the players, right? No Derrick Henry, um, Bud Dupree might be available, mm-hmm. might not. We don't know just yet. Um, you talk about, you know, Caleb Farley out for the year you talk about david Long's Brown, questionable for injured. sunday david long questionable yeah. i mean they have really good players but a lot of their players are either out or limited julio jones limited right now i mean you watch him play is he healthy on paper sure but when you watch him he doesn't look the same you talk about that secondary man There they janoris jenkins or jack rabbit jenkins one he wants to go by today even him, he's not 100% healthy right now. I think he was listed on the uh, the injury report as well. So, like, when I see that type of stuff, it just, I don't like it all the way. And another part that is limited now, not in the physical health sense, but in just the overall talent sense, I feel like Ryan Tannehill is a limited guy. Yeah, sure. And he is an X factor for them on offense. Though. He's
2: a professional quarterback, yeah. but he's not a... He's, a, not, he's not elite. He's, he's, he's a good quarterback. He's, he's not, not a top seven guy. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you on that. That's a good one. Number one for me, dislike about this Titans team, is they give away the ball too much on offense. Mm -hmm. 21 turnovers on offense, Arthur Motes. That's, as someone might say, nugget. I concur. You want to know the only teams in the league that have turned the ball over more times than the Tennessee Titans. I'm kind of nervous. The Carolina Panthers, the Chicago Bears, the New York Jets, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not Ooh.
1: exactly good company. I was nervous. I was like, don't have us on that. No, list. The, we don't turn the ball over like that.
2: Though. The Steelers have six less turnovers on yeah, offense than the Titans. Like the Steelers also have a better, a better, you know, the Titans' defense takes the ball away more, but the Steelers still have a better ratio. Yeah. But Mozi when I look at their record at nine and four and I see they've turned the ball over twenty one times, that's impressive. I mean, they're they're averaging what like 1.7 turnovers per game on yeah, offense seriously that's that's not good eventually that will cost you eventually that will catch up with you like i said there's only four teams in the league that have turned the ball over more on offense than the titans have and it's it's the bears it's the jets it's the jaguars it's the panthers it's a whole lot of bad company mm-hmm. uh, that's number one for me they they turn the ball over they give the
1: ball away way too much on offense yep the second thing that i don't like And this is not a bang, bang. It's not a personal shot, but it might come off like that. Former teammate of mine, Randy Bullock. I'm not a fan, bro. Oh, no. He got us out of a stadium. He came to my life in a time where we needed him. It was right on the heels of a Josh Scobie relationship. Sometimes, you know, you need a rebound. He was our rebound, okay? And then he proceeded to go to Cincinnati afterwards and went back to being who he was. But when you watch him kick, man, he's inconsistent. Uh, And when I think of this matchup, I think it will be close. I think it will come down to both kickers having to make some big field goals. And I personally just don't believe that he can get that done at Heinz Field, especially in December. So, yes, he is my number two. It's not a personal shot, though, Randy, because as a guy, you're cool. Former teammate. Just don't like him in this matchup.
2: Number two for me is their inconsistency lately. And here's what I mean by that, Motsi. You look at their last four games. Uh, they smoked the Jaguars mm-hmm. on Sunday. I mean, all right, congratulations. You put the final nail in the Urban Meyer coffin. Way to go. It's and we've got to talk about that in the last segment before it's we get true. out of here. They smoked the Jags 20 to nothing last Sunday. They got smoked by the Patriots the week. They lost by 23 mm-hmm. at, or, or on the road to New England the week before. They lost by double digits, Arthur Motes, or by two possessions to the Texans the week before.
1: B- oh, ho, ho, ho was the quarterback for the Texans, baby? You know what it is—not
2: is. Deshaun Watson. No,
1: no, 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 no. The best quarterback they have on the roster, Tyrod Taylor. It's not a debate. That's who was the quarterback. Put some respect.
2: And the week on before that. that, they they yeah. they barely squeak by a, a Saints team that that has their their issues. Yeah. So close win against the Saints. Big loss to the Texans. Big loss to the Patriots. Big win against the Jags. There's just there's hasn't been a lot of consistency there over the last month. And that, to me, hey, kind of reminds me a little bit of the Steelers last year, honestly. <laughs> you know, you, you can win double-digit games. You can win your division. But eventually that, you know, coupled with the turnovers, feels like something that's just waiting to rear its ugly head and bite you in the buttocks.
1: Ooh, right in the buttocks. We don't want that.
2: Inconsistency lately, mozi to me, is is not good for the Titans.
1: Yeah. That's but number two. My number three. I do not like... Bang, bang. bang. Uh, The running back personnel that they currently have, minus Derrick Henry. Ooh. I love their commitment to running the ball. I love the physicality that they play with. And I do think these running backs are playing well for them. I just don't like it in comparison to what it used to look like. It's kind of like you see training day with Denzel Washington, right? It's a classic. And now you're going to watch Training Day again, but instead of it being Denzel Washington, they put Cuba Gooden Jr. in there. <laughs> Cuba is cool. He's a really good actor in his own right, but now he wait. ain't Denzel. Now that you break, I didn't <laughs> you know, know what what how saying? you felt
2: about War Machine, but Terrence Howard being replaced <laughs> by Don Cheadle. Hey, I
1: mean, hey, hey, hey all right, you, you see what I'm saying? You you catch the drift, right? <laughs> That's my only issue. When I watch it, it's, like, it's still a like good movie. I still like what they're doing. I do think at times they do some things well. <laughs> but it ain't Derrick Henry. It ain't that Denzel. Correct. It, it, it's missing something. And when I watch it, I'm just like, it's missing something. So that's why I fall <laughs> with these running backs. Uh, I like I'm it sorry. too. am sorry. And you know
2: what? That's kind of similar. Same church, different pew. The The hot and cold nature of their defense is my mm-hmm. third one. And this, you know, maybe this kind of all gets back to just a team that at times looks really good and at times, you know, struggles. Inconsistency is that word. It's a hot and cold defense. You know, they have times where they're getting after the quarterback, where they're taking the ball away. Again, they got 21 turnovers on offense and their their turnover differential on the season is only minus 3. Mm. So that tells you that their defense mm-hmm. is taking is taking the ball away too. But they also have games they give up 36 points to the Patriots. And the Patriots ain't the they're a good team right now but they ain't the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. They're not the Rams or the Bucks. Just the Packers lighting it up on offense. Um you know they they give up the 20 some points to the Saints who have struggled to score points all year. They're very inconsistent on defense. Very. And and when you add injuries to key contributors like Bud Dupree that only obviously magnifies that. That to me Mozzie, you never know what Forrest Gump on defense. Oh god. You never know what you are going to get. Sounds like that box of chocolates, huh? Sometimes it's really good. Other times it's putrid. And that, to me, just, you know, I, I like knowing what I'm going to get. You know, I I know when I turn on the TV every Sunday or Thursday or Monday to watch the Steelers, I know what I'm getting with the offensive line, You're right? you going
1: to get a heart attack, baby. That's what we're trying it, to get you.
2: It, the offensive line doesn't please me. It doesn't encourage me. But I at least know what to expect. You turn on this Titans team all over the place, but particularly on defense. You never know what you're gonna get. Box of chocolates, force, force gump. And to me, that's not the way to operate at the NFL level. That, you know, coupled with all these things, turning the ball over too much on offense, inconsistent with some of their performances, are why I think I'm gonna pick the Titans to exit the playoffs early once again when that mm-hmm. time inevitably comes. Because they okay. are a good team. Okay. But Motes you know that this this isn't NBA, Major League Baseball, or the NHL, where mm-hmm. you know you can lose a handful of games and still be crowned champion. It's one and done. It's March Madness. I just think it's, it's, it's be the playoffs f- in the NFL.
1: You uh-huh. you get one loss and you're done. I just think it's going to be funny though when we talk about those matchups because the AFC is very flawed. And that's also n- true. And if a number one seed can be the that's Baltimore Ravens, I wouldn't hear that tune. That's a good point. <laughs> exactly. Because what I've been talking about yes. that describes a lot of teams in the <laughs> AFC. So that's a very good point by you.
2: But I always get, you know, that makes me nervous. It's not, you know, the Penguins can win Stanley Cups and lose 12 games throughout the playoffs. The Dodgers can win the World Series Mm -hmm. and lose a handful of games. The Lakers can win the championship. The Bucs can win the NBA championship and still lose a dozen games throughout the playoffs. That's not life in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Um, That's part of what makes it so exciting. That's why we love March Madness so much too. single elimination tournament. Single elimination tournament. And and, and these things um, give me some concerns for them in those regards so there we are there's our three things thursday pretty good what you say hey hey
1: hey we
2: got some of you guys chiming in on twitter with your three things we'll get to that and all of your reactions on the tweets when we get to the other side i do want to talk a little urban meyer with mozi as well too and in the spirit of thursday and christmas i've got another christmas topic for us to kick around before we get out of here as well too so we'll do all of that when we return don't you dare go anywhere to Steelers blitz on snr